Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any Town Pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. All right, I hope everybody got enough rest yesterday. Um, even though I got home about 5 a.m., so it's a quick uh, quick turnaround uh, for this team. But uh, we do take Sundays off, so our guys were able to um, rest a little bit on the flight, but then, uh, you know, sit around yesterday. And uh, certainly enjoy uh, what we thought was a really good victory against a really good team on, on Saturday night. And it didn't come easy. Uh, you know, I think we, we made it uh, – uh, collection of plays for that game and then they did as well and we made a collection of mistakes and they probably did as well and I think you know what was uh rewarding I think for our coaching staff was to think uh or to look at it and think I think physically we um we had the better better side of that coin as far as uh how it played out in the fourth quarter and that's a tribute to not just the play on Saturday but the work our guys um doing the offseason, the work with Coach Heron, um, you know, from the winter through the spring into the summer, and then really what they continue to do in season. You know, we really try to maintain in that weight room as we go through the the season, and I think that uh, that showed up. Uh, we had, a you know, a couple guys, you know, step into positions they hadn't been in, um, namely Ryan Larkin and Miles Jackson, and, and was pleased with how they performed in a, in a new role, and, you know, that's what we need. This team needs guys to – you know, be able to step in there and when the um, the lights are shining, they got to be able to perform. And, and, and those guys uh, did a good job of that. Um, but really pleased with that, that victory because it uh, didn't come easy. And that uh, I'll say it again, I think that was a really good team that we were able to beat um, on Saturday night. So as we, as we look forward, uh, another challenging opponent on the road, another uh, top 10 team on the road and, you know, that's the one that's in front of us in Idaho, uh, a team that we did not play last year, but we did play in 21, um, coaching staff since 21. Um, they've obviously had a lot of success these last two years under Coach Eck, um, very prolific on offense. And, you know, I think they uh, have played some really good defense um, at the same time. Uh, they definitely have some weapons, you know, on that offensive side that uh, that catch your eye. Um, there's no no question about that. And, and they do have uh, the – I suppose the advantage of coming off a bye week here, um, but at all at the same time, we're all one one opponent at a time, and you know we got got to work on them this morning. Um, it'll take another you know great effort by us throughout the week, and then um, you know our execution. I, I certainly hope continues to improve when it comes to Saturdays. But pleased with where we're at at this point of the season, and uh, we need to stack up another good week, um, not only day to day, but then that performance. Um, against Idaho on Saturday. So with that, I'll open up. Blackfoot Communications just launched new business services delivering big value to smaller firms. With reliable voice, fast internet, business-grade Wi-Fi, and around-the-clock support, Blackfoot ensures you remain connected to your customers, employees, and communities throughout the day, every day. For more information, go to blackfootsmallbusiness.com. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. John 
and Tommy getting weekly on it. Thanks, guys. Curious, just looking back at film, reflecting on their performances. Yeah, you know, I think just let's you mentioned John. I, I think his game, his play um, really turned a tide in that game, um, but that was the only play he made. I, I think uh, John's been, you know, really steady for us uh, all season long. Has gotten more and more play um, as the season's gone along. Um, you know, he's been rock solid, and he's been a guy that's made made a handful of plays at the same time. And in that particular play, that interception, that pick six. Uh, you know, really shifted the momentum in that game. And um, so very deserving uh, on his end. And then, you know, for Tommy, I, I think the, the things he did um, through the air um, and then then on the, on the ground and then scoring the two touchdowns, um, you know, he was able to garner that, that, that honor. Um, but, uh, you know, I think he's, he's back. Um, and I, I think we felt like that out of the Cal Poly game. Um, obviously we're using both guys and, and, and I think they both had an impact, him and Sean, on the outcome of that game. And and that's, you know, likely how we'll continue to, to move forward. Is there uh, any update on Danny? Yeah, Danny um, will be out. Uh, you know, I, I, I'd extended period of time now and what that means. Um, are we talking, um, you know, a month or so? I, you know, I, I guess uh, time will tell. Um, but he, you know, it was an elbow injury, uh, you know, and it was – obviously serious enough. They took him to their tent uh, to, to get that, you know, sorted out, um, not season ending, not surgical, but uh, you know, we'll see how fast he can heal. Uh, any, any other injury updates? And Derek yeah. Uh, I mean, speak to Derek. He uh, re-aggravated a previous injury and, you know, I think we'll, we'll get that evaluated through these next couple of days, what that's going to mean long-term um, and short-term for that matter, I guess. Um, but we got to do what's best for, for him. Um, he, he certainly went out there and, and with the mindset he was going to play and it just didn't, uh, it didn't feel right, but he aggravated that during the course of the week. Um, and it wasn't, uh, it was a previous injury aggravated, not a new, new injury. And then Lavelle also made the trip um, not with this uh, absolute intention that he was going to play on Saturday, but just so he could continue to improve and, I, I know I stated, said he was day-to-day -day last week. I would say that's the same. Um, we don't have to press it necessarily, but, uh, you know, um, we'd like to see him turn the corner this week. And then uh, Taco back. Yeah, Taco. Taco's back. Um, you know, I guess there was some outside hope that he maybe could play last week, and then that didn't uh, that didn't happen, but he's been cleared to, to move forward now and, uh, you know, uh, stabilize – the uh, punt return game, uh, beyond stabilized it, I think, you know, what he was able to do last year um, was impactful uh, throughout the season. And so to have that that element back um, will be great. And then, you know, the strides he was making offensively I, I, in the spring were evidence. So to have him back as a weapon on offense will be, uh, I think, a big boost. And, and, you know, with us seven, four games remaining, um, you know, we'll be able to preserve his red shirt at the same time. And the, the silver lining with both of the he and Caden going down. I mean, like you mentioned, the, the four game red shirt. Um, yeah. So is that something you both plan to do then? I would assume. Yeah, and that's just where it's at right now. If if he had played and we'd had five games that they hadn't changed the uh, the rule, uh, we'd had to figure that out. But we don't at this point. And yeah, Caden has, has happened uh, with two games, so that'll be the case for him too. Oh, uh -huh. I was just say uh, any update on JT Reed. Yeah, um, yeah, JT's been a tricky one. Uh, we've never really got him. I'm mean, going back to the fall in any kind of uh, full practice mode. Um, 
And, and that being said, I think there's still some hope that that could happen. Um, so we haven't ruled him out for the season. You know, it would be great to get him back to, uh, to continue to solidify, you know, that group. And, and, you know, obviously JT was a really good player for us last year. So still working through that. Um, I, I, you know, I, I should mention Lane. I think Lane is close. Lane will be practicing, uh, more and more this week. Um, you know, I, I think we're hopeful that, that Lane Sumner could be back on that field potentially this week. And, um, I think, you know, as a, an experienced guy, whether that's offense, special teams, that will definitely give us a boost as well. You mentioned Elijah. No, Elijah, um, he went down the last play of the Cal Poly game. Um, and, you know, come this time last uh, last Monday, it was still kind of yet to be determined. So, again, he's a non-surgical um, scenario that, uh, you know, will be, will be some weeks, um, but uh, it's season-ending. Part of the glory of building a business comes from leaving a legacy to ensure your business continues thriving into the future. Have you asked yourself lately, what is your plan? Forming a personalized business succession plan is essential to know the passion you put into your business will carry on. Nick Tabor at Westpac Wealth is here to help you navigate all your business succession and retirement planning needs. Give Nick a call at 728-6699 and keep the spirit of possibility vibrant while making your future more tax efficient with a personalized business succession and retirement plan for you. Um, looking ahead to Idaho and their offense, I've got McCoy and Hatton and Woods. I guess what you what have you seen from them and their offense? Yeah, I start with McCoy. You know, uh, the successful um, freshman of the year series, uh, season that he he had last year. I think he's uh, continued to live up to uh, the expectations that were set upon him. Um, multi-dimensional player at the quarterback position. You know, he's uh, he's capable of of making all types of plays, meaning the you know, the, the drop back, you know, hit your, hit your back foot and throw it um, and throw with authority. He can do that and get the ball in his hand really quick. Um, the unscripted throws downfield where the, where he extends plays, eludes pressure, keeps his eyes downfield. And, and then, you know, um, they don't do it a lot necessarily, but, but the design quarterback run game is, is part of what he can do as well. Uh, you know, he appears to be a guy that's got a lot of, uh, just feel and moxie and, and he's a pretty calm, you know, character back there. I mean, especially to play like he did as a freshman last year, but then like I said, he's been able to continue to back that up, you know, and, and typically your quarterback is what, what drives it. And I think that's the case with them. Um, however, they have, you know, they have more weapons and hand the ball off the woods, I think is, uh, you know, has proven to be very successful this year. Um, you know, he's, uh, over six yards of carry, um, powerful he has good speed you know i think he appears to be like a complete package as far as the running back goes you know and then they have uh, i think three receivers you know led by hatton and jackson that are you know uh probably as, as good a trio as, as there is in our conference um and they're all a little bit different uh you know hatton's all over the field um great body control great size great route runner great hands i mean i think all those things um jackson plays in the slot he's a he's a threat you know, down the field, handing the ball off in the return game, um, you know, and then the trainer's the other one that uh, a longer version on the outside that can really get behind people. So, uh, you know, it's not a deal. You know, you look, look at Hatton's success, Hatton's numbers where you can say, okay, we're just going to put all this focus on him. I think, you know, they're they're well, uh, well-rounded as far as the receiving core. And then the other side of the ball is seeing um, they have one of the top scoring defenses, one of the top just even yardage allowed to what you've seen from that side. 
Yeah, I, I think uh, a very active group. Um, you know, they've they've been good against the run. I, I think that's you know where that those numbers typically go in your favor when you can you can be good against the run, and they've done that. Uh, they've played quite a few guys up front. Um, you know, nothing crazy with their their schemes, so that usually tells you they they know they know what they're doing. They're doing it at a fast rate. Um, their their linebackers and their safeties uh, are very involved in, in stopping the run, and they. They tackle well, and they can do that in part because they can cover well enough on the outside in their their estimation, and I think that's accurate. So, uh, you know, sound defense that that flies around and, and tackles well, and they've been able to, you know, stack up enough tackles for loss. They're disruptive. I, I think, uh, you know, uh, a very organized, uh, um, get after you type of defense, I guess, and 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 that's, uh, you know, to their credit, kind of you know being able to shift gears, uh, you know, from the previous. And they really turned over their personnel quite a bit. I think that's the one thing you know. And I think we, we we thought we saw a pretty talented group um, in 21. They gave us all we wanted. Um, and they've turned that group, especially on the defensive side, over quite a bit. So it's a credit to their recruiting, their development through these first couple of years. Yeah, and I, I guess they speaking to that and just um, you know, such ex, uh, you know, transition there. And I don't know, did you guys cross over when he was at South Dakota State? Or regarding you know, uh, um, we've known each other. Uh, he was He was coaching – Boy, Winona State, um, in particular, back when I was at NDSU, so they those those coaches uh, about that stuff would come to our camp. Um, so I've known him back to back to those days, but never crossed over because I think he was at Western Illinois, and we'd already left, and then South Dakota State, we'd already left. But I've worked with guys that have worked with them, so I, I feel like um, we have known each other for quite some time. And then the, I guess just him taking over this program, what have you thought about it? Just the first year and a half or so? Yeah, it's impressive. Uh, you know, and, and he had he had spent some time there as a younger coach, so I, I think he knew he knew the potential. Um, I think that certainly helps. He had seen um, certainly the execution of, of what uh, their ascent at uh, South Dakota State, you know, and, and not that they're doing it exactly – like Stig, Stig had been there for a long time, but I'm, I'm sure he he learned some things there, even, you know, under Coach Nielsen at Western Illinois that, okay, this is how, when I get my opportunity, um, I want to implement things. And, you know, um, I know from the start, I think he felt like, and he, he said it, it was a sleeping giant. And, and you know, I think with, with Idaho's previous success prior to their move up to FBS and then just being at FBS period and coming down, there's a lot of elements that, uh, um, or there or that, you know, uh, and, you know, it seems like he's been the right man for that transition. Well, we love new friends here at the Big Sky Breakdown, and we have a new presenting sponsor spearheading our new expansion, Vandals Weekly, but also as a part of the Big Sky Breakdown as a whole, Old Works Golf Course in Anaconda. It's an iconic place, a Jack Nicholas course. If you've never been there, you've never seen it, you got to look up pictures and you got to go check it out. The sand traps, which are prevalent and very challenging, they are all over the place, and they're filled with black sand. It is an unbelievable visual spectacle to see. And that, plus the elements and the way that it's carved into the mountainside there, it makes it an incredibly challenging course. For all you Bobcat and Grizzly people, if you're in Missoula, in Bozeman, in western Montana, in southwestern Montana, it's a perfect center point right in the middle of everything. And the Old Works Golf Course PGA Improvement Center featuring PGA professional Andrew Alamey is now open all winter long. Expert swing and mental coaching for you all off-season. They also have custom club fitting, multiple state-of-the-art track man simulators, 
If you're ready to get into golf or take your game to the next level, call Old Works to schedule your winter session, 406-563-5989. That's 406-563-5989. Old Works and their awesome PGA Improvement Center, the perfect spot for any golfer all winter long. Um. I forget if you mentioned the, the kind of the reason for moving Miles to, to Nichols. Is it pretty experienced that position? Anything else specifically? Well, I, I think he's had a, a few cracks at Nichols, so there was experience there. Um, you know, ultimately, you're, you're trying to get your best guys out there. Um, I know we had uh, had Andrew play some nickel early in camp, but then Andrew's really, you know, I think solidified himself at the corner position. So, okay, what's the next – next move you make and the, the move we made was to put miles in there and um again calling on that previous previous experience but then also you know feeling like miles has, has done some really good things even at the corner position there's there's certainly overlap it's not um entire overlap by any means uh much more going on the closer you are to the, the box and and uh you know felt like miles did some really good things in that game but then i think there's some game there's some, some things within that game i know he can improve upon too and is more than capable of and then Brendan, uh, you know, obviously missed a couple of field goals in this game. Uh, can you, you know, kind of maybe what was some of the issues there and, and ways that uh, that anything just really bad? Yeah, you know, I think look at where we're at right now. Field goal wise, we're six of ten. Uh, two games where he's he's missed two. Um, Weber in in this game, as far as the way it goes down, um, you know, I, I think both those games had a. Had a near miss. That's still a miss. Um, I thought he hit that first ball fairly well. Um, it was just uh, slightly wide right. And then in both those games, he's missed one before the half. And in this particular one, he got two cracks at it. Um, didn't hit either ball very well. Um, I will say, you know, that those misses aren't consistent with what practices look like. And we go live in practice. Our defense comes after us. Um, you know, I, I know the. The end, end game, though, we got to make those field goals. You know, and in particular right now, um, we're one of four from 30 to 39. Um, you know, you're going to live with some misses that are deeper. Um, but, you know, inside of 40, you know, we got to be able to count on those points. So, you know, we'll continue to work at it. Um, I, I don't see, you know, uh, Brennan as an excuse maker. Um, that's not it. He's doing all three. And, and uh, however – that's taxing. It's not like, you know, I, I think they're, that, that's what's weighing on him. He's missed a few kicks. Um, and when we haven't maybe kicked as much uh, in, in seven games, um, those misses become a little bit more glaring and, and, you know, but we're going to, we're going to need his production and he has been you know, very productive in the, the other two areas that we're asking him uh, to be, you know, to be himself, he's, he's been a factor in the kick game and, you know, we haven't punted a whole lot, but he's punted quite well. Um, I did think, you know, for whatever it's worth, I thought all his extra points in that second half, he hit really well. Um, so that was a, a positive uh, spin on just the reaction to what happened for the halftime. And, you know, we just got to be able to move on there like any other position, but, uh, but you know, our production there has to, has to improve. One more for me too. I mean, uh, that 21 game was Tommy, I think scored three touchdowns that game was kind of his first like real big breakout as far as a big role. Um, do you kind of look at that game in hindsight or even at the time and think, Hey, this is kind of, we might have a little bit more here or was Tommy ever kind of doing that in practice and things like that? No. Well, I think it's twofold. Uh, you know, that game, um, 
with with Isaiah going down before the half. And, you know, at the time, um, I would say Matt's struggles, it was apparent that we probably have to to look at doing some things some different ways. And, and you know, so Tommy's role, I guess, as far as how we were using him in all sorts of ways, uh, he was probably still covering kicks at the time, you know, covering kicks, playing some receiver, but then being able to do some things at the quarterback position, um, you know, allowed us to win that game. And it, it probably set the stage more for us to be able to make that move out of the, the last regular season game more than it did anything else. He had established some success and we were trending in a certain way, you know, um, with Matt at that point in time. So, yeah, I guess uh, you think I hadn't thought about that at all, uh, quite frankly, but that was kind of the, the start of it for Tommy. There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. Coulter, do you have anything? Yeah. Hey, Coach. A um, couple for me. First of all, I just wanted to ask you just about Idaho being back in general. I mean, it's it's been several years now, but just the fact that they got it rolling a little bit. I mean, it seems like everybody around the league is aware of that and and thinks it's good for the conference. What do you think? Yeah, you know, looking at history, um, you know, they're a really strong program. And, you know, uh, they made that move up, I'm sure, because of how strong they were. And, you know, they had some success at the FBS level. And I know, uh, you know, we faced them at Wyoming when they were still FBS, and they gave us uh, – they gave us all we could handle. Um, I take that back. They were maybe one year removed from FBS, but they were, you know, they were, they had talent. They, you, you knew that. And, and, you know, whatever, whatever happened trans, uh, with the move down, the transition down, um, that's a challenge. You know, it's not like you, you move down and that's not, there's not a lot of precedent to that. You move down and it's, it's this instant success. So, you know, you have the, the coaching change, you certainly have some talent on that, that roster. Um, you know, I, I think Coach Eck obviously had had a good sense for um, success at the FCS level. Um, there's a lot of pieces in the place. I, I'm certain there's a lot of people that, you know, followed that program for many, many years that, uh, you know, want to see this transition down and, and it, didn't want to see the transition down, but with the transition down, wanted to see the success that they'd had prior to, I guess. So, you know, it, it appears a lot of pieces in place for them to do things the right way. Um, so yeah, I, I think to have a you know an in, invested um, Idaho Vandal football program is good for the conference, uh, um, and I'm sure it was good back when they were rolling in the in the 80s into the 90s. Last time they played a couple weeks ago, it was it was uh, sold out, rocking in the Kibbe Dome. So I mean, what do you do to sort of prepare for that? And uh, I mean, what's it like for you guys when you go on the road? Because you guys are so used to playing in front of those types of crowds at home, but maybe a little bit more rare on the road. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I think not having been um, personally been in there, I, I think you got to anticipate, you know, all those smaller domes, whether it's, uh, you know, thinking back to the Uni Dome or the Dakota Dome in Vermilion, um, what the Alaris Center could be be like. And certainly with the Fargo Dome, I mean, those those places when they're they're full, um, they're just going to be that much louder. So, yeah, we got to practice for that. Uh, you know, I, I think our um, 
I'll say it, our failures at South Dakota State, uh, we had to learn from that. It was tough lessons that day. Um, you know, we had, have to be able to respond to uh, an electric uh, atmosphere, um, a loud crowd that's that's, that's against us um, in a better fashion. I think it helps us that we have lived lived through that at least a little bit on that particular Saturday. And, you know, I think at the same time, relish playing in that kind of environment, uh, you know, uh, even going out to Sacramento, it was a good crowd. I know that the setting there is different with the track and, and a lot of the covered stands on our side, but, you know, there's still a lot of people there on, on Saturday night. That's what, I, you know, these guys want to play in front of people, you know, they don't want to go to a place and you're playing in front of a couple thousand people, you know, um, you get a chance to play in front of packed crowds, whether it's home or away, that energy, that electricity is what, you know, what college football in many ways is about. So, you know, we look forward to the opportunity, but we need to be prepared for it at the same time. I know offensively, is is it similar to what they did at South Dakota State? I mean, did they do this this same sort of hurry up and wait thing at SDSU like they do uh, now these last couple of years at Idaho? Yeah. You know, I guess, I, again, I didn't uh, – I wasn't at NDSU through Coach X years. But right. the one thing that I felt like uh, South Dakota State did from afar was really adapted their personnel well. Um, they adapted to who was playing quarterback for them you know, what they had at running back, what they had at receiver, um, tight end, and and certainly what they, they could do up front. Um, and I, I think, you know, that didn't start with, with Coach Eck, but it was it was a way they did things going back quite some time under Coach Stuckemeyer. And Coach Stuckemeyer is a defensive guy, but I'm sure he's he's given some tips, but also given some freedom at the same time through that stretch to his offensive coordinators. And, and it was apparent when – you know, when Jason was calling it, they really um, adapted well. So that being said, I, I know, you know, a bunch of these guys were on the roster when they when they got there. Um, you know, they were quite different, obviously, the, the, the offensive outfit that we saw in 21. But you, you take these pieces, you look at them, you got a quarterback like McCoy that can do so many things. You you adapt to it and, and you know, um, there's there's the scheme part of it. There's how you get into your particular plays. There's tempo, um, you know, all those elements you got to consider. But I, I, you know, I think it's evident that they've done a really good job of not, you know, adapting to what they had, but then also, you know, bringing, you know, continuing to bring in talent uh, into the mix. When it comes to an offense that can gash you with big plays, but also is so methodical and runs the play clock all the way down pretty much every snap. I mean, how do you sort of balance those two things defensively well we got to be sound we got to get into our calls and uh you know uh be sound with our call um be aggressive at times uh mix it up give their give their quarterback who's still a fairly young quarterback you know uh, as many things to think about as possible um and then just you know play our tails off and and, you know I, i think we've we've done a pretty good job through seven games of guys doing their job. And, and when, when we haven't um, that's when big plays have occurred. And that happened a couple of times on, on Saturday night against Sac state, you give, you give a, a chance, a, a team with talent, a chance to, you know, get in space. Um, generally those guys are going to have success. And that happened a couple of times against Sacramento. Um, and we, you know, we can't let that, that happen. If, if they're going to, you know, uh, move the ball a little bit, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, have to make a play on first down, getting these teams with uh, really good quarterbacks off schedule, getting them in a second and long is so important. And, you know, you're going to give up some first downs. That's okay. They're going to be able to move the ball. 
that's okay. But uh, as long as we make it really hard on them and they have to really be consistent, that's what we're after. So, you know, uh, elements of that throughout the season, um, you know, and that's going to have to continue to improve as we play, uh, you know, an explosive offense like Idaho is. A DUI is a serious charge, and the process can be overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. I'm attorney Dave Maldonado, and I have the experience and knowledge necessary to effectively represent you and make the situation manageable. Visit BigSkyDefender.com today. And on the other side, um, what do you think of that matchup? I know they're leading the league in past defensive yards allowed, but I mean, what do you think of just their front, and how do you think you guys match up? Well, uh, active, and, you know, I I know uh, – James Newby, the transfer from Montana Tech, um, Helena native, has been as impressive as anybody. Um, you know, uh, a really good body type to play that defensive end position. You know, and then otherwise, I think they're just they're playing a lot of guys, so they're 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 fresh. Um, like I said before, I, I think their linebackers and safeties safeties are are active. They tackle well, and then they can cover well enough on the outside. So it's a good combination. I think they've. You know they they've they fared fairly well against the run um, through the course of the conference season and and you know even in the preseason which included a couple FBS opponents and you know, I just think they're playing really sound and rallying to the football and and not uh, you know they're not you got to beat them they're not going to beat themselves I guess is is probably the way I put it best. And I wanted to ask you about just the the composure of the offensive line unit. We've talked a lot about their execution and their talent, but just being on the sidelines a little bit on Saturday, so impressed with just how they they seem so steady. I mean, they don't never seem to get too high. I know that's something you want out of your team, but how important is it to have that out of your offensive line? Yeah, I think it's a group that uh, can play with emotion, but not be very emotional, and, and that's important. I, I think it's that's that's due to their leadership, um, which, you know, I, I think I, there's not, none of those guys are captains, but I think there's guys within that group that are very good leaders. And, and especially within that group, it's not like there's anyone that I look and say, well, that, you know, even our younger guys in, in Omar and Connor, um, you know, they don't ride that wave, um, you know, where there's ups, there's downs, you know, all that stuff. So I, I think there's, just fundamentally, I, I think there's a lot of trust within that group. Um, and, you know, I think they know they're, you know, what, what's what been really impressive to me, you know, is they can come off the, the, the sideline and they can they can regurgitate those plays and then be real about it. Okay, what didn't go right on this particular play? What do we need to do on this, you know, this particular, hey, we like, like this um, against these guys. You know, you don't always get that out of a, out of a unit, um, and especially, you know, collectively. I think they're, they're seeing the game. I'm just telling you, they're seeing the game out there really well. And there's this confidence that, you know, I can tell Coach Johnson or Coach Housewright that, yeah, I missed this, but I might get this later. A lot of times guys don't even want to admit that on the sideline. So um, I think to your point, they, you know, I, I think it is a is a calm but confident group um, that's really playing well um, and really, really come together. You know, I think we made great strides last year, but uh, we've taken it to another level, um, you know, in, in this particular, you know, game by game this year. Whether you're a sports fan 
where you run a business, you got to have something to wear. Why not get it branded? Why not represent your favorite sports teams, your favorite high school, your favorite college, your favorite pro team? Why not represent your business when you're out and about your respective communities? Anode Designs can help you out. Anode Designs, our great friend Blake Hempstead, contributor at Skyline Sports. He's the man in charge there at Anode, and they can get you hooked up with everything from Anaconda Copperhead gear to any and every sort of branded gear for your business. Find out more, visit anodesigns.com. You can also find them on Facebook. Anode Designs is located at 421 East Park Avenue in Anaconda. You can find them on Facebook or you can give them a call, 406-563-0121. Where we get all our gear from Skyline Sports, Anode Designs in Anaconda. Uh, a couple more for me. National Tight Ends Day yesterday. Did you do anything to celebrate? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I did hear. I had just the NFL on in the background. I, I, I heard it a few times. I don't know where these things come from. but uh, <laughs> Me neither. Yes, it's, wanna... it's great to, great to <laughs> celebrate the tight end position. Well, you guys got some good ones. I was so impressed with Ryan Lonergan, particularly just because that position, I mean, sometimes you got to flex in the backfield. and I mean, you can practice it, I'm sure, but putting your hand in the dirt and going heads up with the Mike linebackers, you know, probably an eye-opening experience, and it seemed like he really settled into that as the game went along. What did you think of his performance? Yeah, and, and credit to Ryan because because those reps um, were going to, to really to Derek really for the most part through Wednesday. Um, so he had to catch up on the fly. He was getting some of them, but he had to catch up on the fly on, on Thursday. Um, we were hopeful full that Derek could go, and he was pressed into it. And, and Ryan's continued to to work really hard, um, battle through some things injury wise of his own, you know, in our time here, but uh, you know, that's where you really appreciate a guy just, Hey, he understands his role. He's played his role really well. And now his role just got expanded and he went out there and, um, you know, played with confidence, um, wasn't perfect, but played with confidence, kept going after it. And I think got more and more comfortable as the game went, uh, went along. So obviously moving forward with, uh, you know, the uncertainty with Derek, we're going to, we're going to need him. Um you know, I, I know a guy we haven't talked about hardly at all is Hunter Proviance, a uh, true freshman that, you know, he's got to now step up a, a notch potentially too. I know he's the one, you know, Ryland Schlepp's out for the season and, and you know, Hunter Proviance is one that, uh, you know, could see some time, but we need that same response, uh, even out of a young guy to go out there and say, all right, uh, you know, it's my time and if the coaches trust me and I'm going to go after it. There was one time early where Lonergan fired off and, and he got the, the Sac State linebacker got the best of him, but then he he got him back at least three times after that. So, I mean, what did you think of just the response there, uh, kind of doing it for the first time? Yeah, you know, that's that's we, we talk about that, um, you know, just uh, being able to move forward. And, and, I, and I think our guys, you know, you practice a lot. You get a lot of reps um, spring, fall, through the week. You might get a handful of reps. Now you become sort of a regular, essentially, like Ryan did. I think you understand that the game's not super complicated. It is faster to some degree, but you belong out there. Um, not all the plays are going to go your way. You got to kind of size up your uh, your opponents as you go. Um, one play really has no bearing on the next play. Uh, you got to you got to think that way. And, and for for that to show up for Ryan's, you know, I, I, you know, confidence and feel a lot of playing that position uh, for us is feel, you know, uh, I know early on he had a corner, I think, cross his face on a perimeter play and, and, you know, uh, didn't let that linger, I guess, in his mind, because what you don't want to be doing at that position is playing, you know, um, with any indecision, you got to be aggressive and, and go after. And I think, you know, I think Ryan really improved in that uh, regard as the game went along. 
and just his his patience. I mean, he's a really highly regarded guy when he got recruited out of Bozeman High, and uh, he's just kind of had to wait because he's got two really good guys in front of him. Yeah, yeah, and that's you know I think that's what you that's what you want in every position where guys uh, you know are making their way are, are continuing to build upon their own um, just experience and 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 their own confidence. But if they do have guys in front of them, it's not going to break them. You know, um, Ryan's done a really good job on special teams for us, uh, punt and kick return, and, and really owned that role last year. Didn't get a didn't get a ton of regular reps was in here, was in there here, you know, hit in the game here and there. Trayton and Derek played the whole season through, you know, he's got a bigger role in offense. He's continued to build upon that special teams role, but you know, uh, you know, so, sometimes it's, it's purely patience. Sometimes it's just saying, Hey, I'm a part of something way bigger than me. I, I love being a part of it. Um, here's my role. Here's what the coaches are asking me to do. I'm going to accept it. I'm going to do it the very best I can. And I'm going to be ready for that role to change. And, and I think we have, you know, quite a few guys that would you classify in that regard. And, and um, that's when you truly have a team, you you know, you because not everybody can be out there on Saturdays a whole bunch. Not everybody can get the claim, um, but they're all part of it. And they all play, you know, a crucial uh, role in what we're trying to accomplish. So, you know, Ryan's a great example of that. Blackfoot Communications is excited to announce new voice services for small businesses in Bozeman and Belgrade. Paired with our internet services, business Wi-Fi, and technical support, your business can stay connected to your employees, customers, and communities around the clock. Sign up for services in less than two minutes at goblackfoot.com slash more than voice. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications is the official digital sponsor of Bobcat Sports.